Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Episode 201, Global from Asia. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're over the hump of 200, and we still have amazing, amazing interviews. This one is a friend of mine many years, so it's been great to get him on the show. Nate Ginsberg, we met through the DC uh, back in 2013, and we've seen each other grow and progress so much. He was an amazing speaker at our cross-border matchmaker. I'm so happy he could make it and share. And he's talking a lot about selling his Amazon business, also about how he managed his online team, some hard decisions he had to make, and just a lot of uh, of learning that he went through. And he just shared so openly. We did this in person in Hong Kong after the cross-border matchmaker before I went up to down to Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is a place I still need to get to. This is episode 201 of Global From Asia interview series. So let's enjoy. Also, really quickly we're already i'm already promoting the next conference it's like a conference is what everybody likes so cross-border summit is our third annual in shenzhen china april 20th and 21st 2018 we're like six months out so there's no excuses block off your calendars it's going to be amazing i'm actually going with my wife wendy right now to look at a couple of venues talking to some amazing speakers already got some great sponsors confirmed like andy church from insight quality thanks andy it's amazing and some others uh new sponsors and old sponsors old friends coming together crossbordersummit.com slash 2018 all right let's take it away nate this great interview happy to share this one enjoy today's podcast is brought to you by aurelia pay I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. Okay, live in Hong Kong with Nate Ginsberg. Dude, we were just talking before the recording. It's been uh, three countries in a week we've seen each other. So Bangkok to China to Hong Kong. <laughs> it's the life of a uh, digital... Are we digi- I, I don't know if I'm a digital nomad, but maybe... Uh, but but a- active, co- active. Co- conference hopping. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks for getting you on the show finally. Yeah. And yeah. we've been friends for many years. I was joking. We were on a podcaster mastermind back in 2013. And uh, uh, this inspired this show, which I'm still still going strong. This is this will be, I don't know the show number yet, but we're over 200 shows now. Well, that's, that's amazing. Uh, my, I remember the podcast mastermind and my podcast or slash podcast idea endeavor was was uh, quite short lived, <laughs> uh, so good to, I guess yeah, kind of coming coming full circle though. Still, your podcast obviously is still going strong, and and me, uh, I guess now looping back around and, and being being back involved with podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, 
so we uh yeah in the chi- in the time we met in china you you were one of our more popular speakers at the cross border matchmaker here with global from asia thanks for sharing your experience and we're going to get some of that also on today's show so so for for Nate you've you're an amazon seller you have built up in both amazon us and in europe you're currently still active in europe you've sold your us business of amazon and you're you're doing a lot to making lots of different moves now making things happen so how how did you so 2013 we were doing a podcast or mastermind when this show started and and then you got when did you get into amazon yeah so i got started with amazon i think it was uh 20 uh my, my first product went live in uh spring of 2015 and uh yeah the first one was was kind of started slow. Um, it wasn't until the, the second product that I launched in the summer that like really started to really started to take off. And, you know, I remember at that time the, the product was selling, I literally couldn't keep it in stock, you know, maxing out my credit cards to <laughs> buy more inventory and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, coming in, out, coming in and out of stock and just, you know, getting back in and selling more. It was, it was, it was really crazy. And, and yeah, so during that time, you know, the first, first, I guess, year or so, uh, I launched, you know, this is m- mostly by myself, but, you know, got maybe up to like 10 products. And, uh, I think that year in the holidays, or we got up to around maybe a hundred K a month in, in revenue. And yeah, it was, you know, the, the foundation of, or con- you know, started to be the foundation, uh, to, to, of what eventually has become, you know, my business today. And, you know, some of the stuff that sticks out from that time is, yeah, you know, I I remember I was I was on family vacation with uh with my family in in Greece and they were all they were out like having dinner and drinks and I had uh two products that that were just landing and <laughs> I had to launch them. So, I remember being being in my hotel room, you know, doing the launches and the promotions while my family was out, you know, having fun in Greece. And uh yeah, you know, s- some other stuff I remember of you know, it was all, it was all very exciting. Um, the business was growing and kind of first getting traction, but, but yeah, you know, there's some other stuff like I, I was living in Asia and, you know, having to stay awake late at night to catch my, uh, freight forwarders or, you know, logistics company that I was working with that was based in California. And so I'd stay up to like 11 o'clock to catch them at eight or 9am when they open to coordinate some documents from the factories for the products to clear customs to get it in time. And, uh, it was, it was stuff like that, that, you know, made me realize that I, uh, I needed help, um, and, you know, couldn't and well, didn't want to, and couldn't, uh, you know, do all this stuff by myself. Nice. Yeah, dude, we've all been there as entrepreneurs and we want to do everything ourselves, or maybe it's, it might be even good, I think, to learn the business, to learn the processes anyway, before you have others help you. So, so what time, when was this? So 2015 launch here in Greece, when, uh, what time? So you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, like you said, you're, you got the product launches in the hotel room. You got the late night calls with the freight forwarders in Asia and while you're in Europe. Like when, when was it you finally got, got somebody to help you? Yeah. So the, the team kind of, well, during that time, uh, I guess the first, first year or so, I, d- I did a few things well or a few things that, that, has worked out well. Some others that that didn't, and some of the stuff that worked out well was uh, getting off getting off my plate 
some of the most like easy to manage tasks, the, you know, customer service and, you know, different kind of admin things, which, which also I remember, you know, during that first year, like I was traveling a lot and, and, you know, needing to find reliable internet so that I could log into my email to follow up with, you know, customer service because <laughs> you don't want to respond in more than a day and sending refund follow-up emails. And so, so that was one thing that I, I pretty quickly was able to offload, uh, which was great. You know, started to free up my time and it, it wasn't that hard to find someone to be able to take over that. It's not, not the hardest, you know, tasks or response or yeah, it's like, it's not the hardest, you know, part of, you know, thing involved with the business. Then uh, something else, like I mentioned with the logistics stuff, which, you know, I, at the time and and still, uh, do, honestly, don't know very much about. Like that is not the logistics area of the business that yeah, that, dude, that I, I, you know, that is not my uh, strongest, you know, core competency. And you know, I, I recognize that, and and so instead of me trying to learn it all and figure out how to do all this stuff, and you know the supply chain and, and freight forwarding and, and getting everything through customs. Uh, I also pretty, pretty early on found someone who has much more experience in doing all of those things to just like, you know, take over that and manage that, which was a huge, uh, you know, was, was huge for me. Um, like I said, I don't know very much about it. I still don't know very much about it. And so to be able to, you know, get the, the hardest stuff off my plate was, Yes, super, super valuable. So, so during that time, getting you know some of the easiest stuff, uh, as well as some of the hardest stuff off my plate in that first year, allowed me to you know really double down on the things that you know I was good at to be able to uh, you know keep growing the business during that first period. Okay, and then so what you said you found that the person you were able to hire them. It was a full-time part. Yeah, yeah. I started to – so previous to getting into this business, I had a, a already a lot of experience on Upwork. Sure. Um, just hiring for – I mean, before, prior to the Amazon business, I was – I was doing a bunch of stuff, you know, marketing consulting, PPC consulting, you know, I had some niche sites and um, some like marketing agency. And so I, I had a, a pretty well, – a lot of opportunities to get experience hiring. So I was, I was pretty comfortable doing that. And, but at, at, up until that time was only hiring, you know, contractors or, or you know, part-time hourly or project-based. And yeah, when, when this business kind of started to – or I, I realized that this business was – um, I don't know, you know, more serious or, you know, uh, I was approaching it more seriously or more long-term than, than the previous stuff I was doing. Uh, I made the switch to hiring just full-time and yeah, that's, I've, I've continued, we, we still use some contractors for, or some hourly for some things, but the majority of my team now and, and overwhelmingly when I'm, when I'm hiring, I like to do, you know, just full-time it, keeps it simple. Uh, you know, they get paid, you know, X per month and they, you know, their, their full-time and attention is to you and the business. And, and that's been really important, uh, to, you know, have their focus and the team focus and, and to know that everybody is, you know, we're, we're all in this together and, you know, people aren't doing all these different things and, you know, involved in this, but also doing that. And so it's really, uh, so I, I started with that, uh, you know, at this point early on in the business and then, you know, have, have continued with that. Yeah, I definitely think it's a skill. Like you said, like, I think for both of us and many other listeners, 
you're building skills even if you're not doing what you're meant to do or the best the current success and you might not be work, working on the best project at the beginning but it's all building up to to where you'll be able to execute that skill later and hiring online i think is a very valuable skill right yeah absolutely and you know it's the steve jobs quote i think that the you know the you can't connect the dots going forward, mm. but you, you know, see how the dots connect looking back and yeah, it continues to come up at, in my you know career or different things that I'm involved with. You know, this, for example, yeah. we, you know, met in Bangkok four years ago yeah. and we're in a podcast mastermind together and I wasn't doing, you know, later didn't do anything with podcasts, but we stayed in touch yep, and yep. now we're both involved with China stuff. And exactly. And we were at the event again last week and, you know, then, you know, you invited me to come speak yep. and, and now we're here and now we're doing this and awesome, you know, who would have known when we were on that, you know, I remember the Skype call I remember it was, four years ago. <laughs> I remember the people too. And I remember, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. That's what, that's yeah. building a network is always more valuable building skills, especially if they can be applied to multiple different, yeah. different places. Absolutely. And, and, and tying that back to our, you know, crazy last, uh, last week or two <laughs> in Bangkok and in China and now in Hong Kong exactly. and just, you know, meeting people and, and seeing people again. And cause yeah, you know, it's, it's impossible to know where the connections or opportunities will be moving forward, but you got to, you gotta get yourself into the situation or the opportunities to make those connections you know, to begin with, to to then allow the dots to connect, you know, later on. Exactly. So then, yeah, you're you're starting to build up the team, and you're starting to offload some of that stress and the, especially the, like you said, the customer service where you got to be scrambling to get onto the internet to check email every twenty four hours. When I, I know we have some outline here, so there's the. I'm actually curious to learn about Blacksmith Camp. Is that something we should talk about next, or or, yeah, or yeah. what's in the story? Yeah. So so after uh, I guess yeah, about a, a year, uh, a little more than a year into the business, I had the opportunity to to join. Uh, it's it's called Blacksmith Blacksmith Camp in uh, Lithuania, which is an entrepreneurship camp over the summer. Uh, really, really amazing program would uh, encourage any any uh, you know young, inspired, motivated entrepreneurs to to check it out. So so yeah, I was uh, had the opportunity to attend in in yeah I guess this was 2016 in the summer, and honestly, totally blew my mind. Uh, learned so much. Was able to. Uh, meet and connect with and get advice from some of the smartest entrepreneurs that I still know, uh, you know, that, that I still know today. And yeah, a lot of the, some of the big takeaways for me was that, you know, if, if I wanted to grow this business and, uh, you know, if I wanted this business to, to grow and have success, like I needed to be the one to, to lead it. And, you know, prior to that, I was kind of, and I think some people in, in our, community or people with, you know, location independent business, it's, you know, you can kind of get fixated on this idea of look, the oh, yeah, right. the lifestyle and, oh, I'm, I'm hiring people, you know, and in the Philippines and in India and, you know, we're on Slack and, and they're doing this and, you know, now I don't have to do anything. And, you know, I was, I was guilty of that for a while. You know, I, I mean, I hired people and tried to get people in place to just kind of run the business for me. And yeah, uh, didn't work so well. <laughs> and, and it wasn't until blacksmith camp that I really, um, really understood my, 
you know, the, the, the role and, and, an opportunity that I had to, to be the leader of my team and, and be the leader of this business. And so, you know, from that, I started doing, uh, weekly calls, uh, weekly team calls, which we weren't doing before, uh, started doing one-on-ones with my team. Some of the people on my team at that point, uh, I, I'd never spoken to, like some of them were working with me literally for months and I had never spoken to them. And, and yeah, and it's crazy how much you learn when you start talking to your team. I mean, it sounds so obvious, but, but yeah, it, it, you know, it took me about a year to really understand or appreciate or, or start, you know, doing some of these things that now I recognize as being, you know, like non-negotiables for, for running a business, uh, communication with the team. And that's, it's so important. And started doing that. Another thing that I, that I learned at the event, which was, uh, I, I mean, which was awesome. And I, I implemented after that was doing their Wednesday weekly updates. And so, uh, since then, uh, every Wednesday I record a video for my team just kind of with like updates of, you know, I mean, I share a quote and do updates from the business and shout out a team member and some updates from me. And it's, you know, with the goal being, you know, transparency and, you know, communication and sharing and getting everyone on the same page. And, you know, it's been incredibly impactful. People want and need to know, you know, what's going on in this business that they're doing. If you want to have good people, they need to feel like they're a part of something. And if you don't share that with them, then how, you know, how are they going to know? And, you know, the, the people that, that are okay working in an environment where they're not clued into the direction or the, the big picture, you know, how, how long are they going to want to stay there? You know, they, they want to know that they're, that they're going in the right direction, their career's going in the right direction. And so, so yeah, uh, so blacksmith camp, hugely impactful, learned so much, really, you know, changed the trajectory of, of me as a business owner, as an entrepreneur and, and how I understand my role in the business. Awesome, man. Yeah. I, I can look into this and then, and then is that, I think we were talking before, that's how you started to invest into Europe. Is that where you started growing? Yeah. So, so also around that time I got investment to uh, expand the business into Europe, which was, I mean, it was, I guess, convenient timing around all these events happening because uh, all of a sudden now we had all this money available. And, you know, with a lot of these uh, physical product businesses, Amazon businesses, the, the bottleneck often is is capital for new products. And because the way that these businesses grow is new products. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, now all of a sudden, like, I had a bunch of money to play with and, you know, the challenge slash opportunity was not to grow by adding one product and then add another product add another. It was, how do we add, you know, five products? How do we add 10 products? How do we add, you know, 30 products? And so, yeah, then I was able to take the, you know, these different kind of, uh, learnings and, and, uh, also I guess after blacksmith camp, it, I kind of get, got me on this deep dive. That's kind of continued to this day on, you know, management and team building and team psychology and motivation and, you know, company structure. And, and so, and yeah, so it wasn't until then that I really got our first kind of organizational structure in place. And, uh, for, for the business at the time, the way that, you know, the way that the business was going to grow, we had this money available as we got to launch new products. So, I built out our new product development team, 
got a, a really good or is proved to be effective uh, structure in place with, you know, a clear, clear uh, process and workflow and goals. And uh, I had four people that were, you know, that became their job. And, and you know, that was uh, their team. We had, you know, we had separate you know, NPD weekly calls and, and yeah, you know, fast forward the next uh, couple of months and we were able to get uh, like 30 products into production uh, more than, you know, doubling at the time. I think it was like tripling the amount of products that we, you know, that I had previously launched over the last like year. So, um, so yeah, the, the, the timing of, you know, getting the money, you know, to, to invest and, and the you know newfound knowledge, um, the you know kind of starting down that that path of of you know team management and and you know company structure uh, really you know came together at the right time. Nice. I don't know if you're willing or able to share the word. How did you get? The, how did the investment line up? Or or yeah. So it came from my business partner. So uh, a couple months prior to that, uh, I sold. Uh, half of my business to my now business partner, and uh, uh, he was the one that that you know uh, loaned the business the money for for the growth. Okay, cool, great, thanks for sharing. And then, uh, as far as I understand, are the milestones you've sold the U.S. business? And that was recent. Yeah. So after that, um, so the the new products and all that stuff was uh, was like. Uh, about a year ago that that kind of got got kicked into motion so yeah i think end of last summer q4 uh last year and um yeah fast forward you know a couple more months to the uh this past spring and the us business was was doing pretty well you know i think we were um you know doing a 130k a month or 150k a month um you know our our, our growth had kind of uh you know, flattened out because we had been investing all of our, you know, a, a lot of our, you know, new products and, and marketing efforts or, you know, the team was really focusing on the EU, which, you know, we were working on with all these new products. And, and so, yeah, at, uh, in, I think it was, it was April had an opportunity and sold the USA side of the business, which, you know, then allowed us to, well, uh, you know, focus on the, EU stuff, but honestly, at that time the EU business was not doing very well, uh, which is why it wasn't included in the sale. You know, the U.S. It, well, the U.S. was the one basically making all the money, and the EU side of the business was at that time, I think it was straight up losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, we're um, you know trying to launch these products and doing you know promotions and giveaways, and stuff was not sticking and selling and, and, uh, yeah. So, which is why, it, which is why it wasn't included. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was that time. <laughs> and then you, this is exciting part. I know this is a hard one and it was a great talk about it at the, at the cross border matchmaker conference we had, but you were, you had to make some hard calls, right? Yeah. So, you know, fast, fast forward another few months, it's, uh, July of this past year. And I was in, uh, I was in Kiev for, uh, actually a different Amazon event and yeah, you know, the stuff it was, it was, it had been, you know, eating away at me. It's, it's stressful if, the, <laughs> if your business is, is not doing well. Tell and, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I knew that, 
you know, uh, I had to make some changes, you know, something, you know, some drastic changes if the business was, you know, not going to fail. And so, uh, two, two big things that, that I did over the summer, one was, uh, fired about half my team. Uh, I think we were, well, yeah, I think it was five people or maybe even as much as like seven people over, over a span of, of a few weeks. And I remember there was, there was one day I was in Kiev, uh, it's a beautiful sunny day. I was hanging out at this really cool, trendy cafe. There's like a old like nice courtyard and sitting outside at these tables and a nice Gothic church kind of off in the, off in the distance. And yeah, that day I straight up had to fire five people in a row back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's one of the, the hardest things that I have ever had to do as, as a business owner, but but yeah, but I knew that if this business was going to succeed and, and was going to persist, uh, one of the things that I had to do was, you know, consolidate and just, you know, trim any of the fat. And uh, I, if I wanted to have an A team, then I, I couldn't have any non-A players on that team. And so, you know, part of my commitment or recommitment to, you know, to my remaining team was by you know, uh, by getting rid of the people that I, you know, n- knew weren't going to be uh, the right long-term fit and, you know, showing my team that, you know, remained, I think it was, we, we cut down to maybe eight people and yeah, you know, they, they knew that uh, it, you know, it showed them my, you know, my commitment to them to, you know, keep the people around them and, and keep this team uh, at the highest level that it, you know possibly could be, so so I did that. Trimmed down the team. Uh, the other thing that was that ended up being, uh, yeah, really really big was totally restructured how the business was run. And so previously, for uh, on the marketing side of things, we had we were kind of uh, segmented by role. So I had a guy that was managing PPC. I had someone who was doing customer service. I had someone that was doing kind of listing setup someone who was doing launch strategy and, you know, they were all, we, we, we tried to, you know, promote good communication between the different people doing different things. And, and yeah, I, I totally changed it to, uh, one person in charge of one market. So we're selling in the EU, that's five markets. And I had, uh, well, it's then implemented just one person in charge of France, Spain, Italy, Germany, and UK, so, uh, so yeah, that was, you know, the other big change, uh, the idea being giving kind of shortening the, the, uh, feedback loop, mm. um, and, you know, kind of removing, removing places where miscommunications or, you know, or speed of communication would, would be slower and just, you know, empowering the people that were there and, and, you know, showing them, you know, really explain to them like the business and, and how it works and, you know, how, how this role, uh, you know, everything that they needed, uh, you know, for this role and, uh, you know, in, in empowering them to, to make their own decisions with the, with the big picture in mind, as opposed to trying to, you know, fit these different pieces together and try to get them to, you know, communicate with each other, just, you know, one person, one market, they do, you know, everything, 
from customer service to setting up the listings to, to you know deciding on the pricing they all know you know what margins we're targeting and you know they're the ones who are looking at the market uh to see what we need to sell at to be competitive um you know doing the launches and uh so yeah that's that's what because <laughs> that's what happened in in july sounds yeah it's uh i mean but these are the hard things that entrepreneurs and business owners have to do right to make a difference and make it happen yeah otherwise you'll fail and yeah i mean yeah that's what separates the men from the boys no uh, absolutely and um you know it was one of those things so this whole uh idea of kind of transitioning to country managers it was it was something that honestly at well I guess both the things, uh, you know, firing and, you know, consolidating my team as well as kind of shifting to this, this country manager structure, it was stuff, honestly, like I've been thinking about it for months and I knew that this was what I had to do, but it's hard and it's scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you don't, I mean, it's, it's never fun. You, I mean, it's not fun firing people. Um, and, and it was a big structural change and, you know, it, it ended up being a lot of work for, you know, me and my team in order to transition. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I put it off or I, I, I kind of had the seed for, you know, months of like, Oh, like this is, this is how it should be, but just didn't, you know, didn't act on it because it's hard. And then mm-hmm. I was scared, That's true. but yeah, you know, then, uh, at a certain point, you know, you, well, the business, uh, it, it was, I was kind of out of options. <laughs> so, so was, you know, kind of forced my hand and it ended up, well, ended up working out pretty well. Great, man. Congrats. And uh, I don't think either of us have been through MBA, but it sounds like an MBA case where you, I think there's vertically integrated and horizontally integrated org charts. So it's true. It's like less communication, but it's almost hard to think that that would work because that means that country manager has to really know the whole the front to back of Amazon, right? Like, yeah. Where do you think it might be better to have skilled people and a skill that can, you know? Yeah. Well, well, it's so, I mean, communication and I think, I mean, a a huge thing, uh, that I guess as a result of, of this change, it's just more, more ownership. And, you know, before it's like, okay, well, someone's, you know, working on the PPC and someone's deciding some of the strategy or someone's setting up the listings. And, you know, we have all these products, you know, also, well, you know, part of the the challenge was, you know, we had like 30 products into production, five different European markets, five mm. different languages. It was just, so it was, it was a lot. We had a lot of stuff to try to manage and, and, and be on top of. And, and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to give everything you know, it's, it's hard for anything to have the attention that it needs when, you know, a PPC guy is looking at, you know, this is like 150 different product slash markets. And, you know, when you're doing the launch and, you know, you're trying to do the strategy for, you know, 150 of these things, it's, you know, it's nobody really, nobody really, there's no ownership over any of, you know, what happened to any of these things. And, and so, so the shift to that, where it was just like, all right, you're in charge of this market, these products you know, it starts and ends with you. And so, so, so empowering my team and, you know, giving them the responsibility and empowering them to, you know, be able to make decisions that, that affect the outcomes of the products and the business, you you know, all of a sudden now, like, you know, the team, they, they had ownership of, of what they were doing and, and they could see these impacts. And so it gave them the opportunity to, you know, try things and, and they're just, they're paying close enough attention to be able to try things and see what works. And, and then, 
you know, try other things and see what works. And, and they're, they're just having, having their full attention mm. or these products, having someone's full attention as opposed to kind of a little bit of attention of a lot of people has, uh, yeah, really, really been important. And, and also you, you mentioned about, you know, communication or now if it's, you know, more vertically integrated or whatever, you know, less, less communication, which, well, so, so there's less communication needed to make decisions, which has been, I think really, you know, really powerful. They're not, you know, no one's really asking people for, you know, permission to, you know, do certain things. So the speed of implementation has been able to go up really fast, but also like our, our team communication has, is actually, I mean, now is, is amazing. And, uh, one of the things that I also implemented when we switched to the country manager roles was, uh, a a Slack channel where, uh, everyone will, or each of the country managers will post updates each week. Mm. And, you know, the idea is that everyone to, you know, have more visibility and more communication across the team of what these other people are doing, because they're all, you know, they're, they're doing a very similar job. And so, uh, this way, you know, we're still able to have other people kind of, you know, checking in on each other and, you know, they can ask each other questions like, Hey, like, you know, why'd you do that? Or, you know, I'm looking at this product, you know, have you thought about doing this? Um, and, and also share different ideas of like, Oh, like, this is what I'm trying in my market and, oh, we're trying this new launch strategy or trying this new pricing strategy or trying this new PPC strategy. So it's, it's enabled and encouraged, you know, uh, a lot of really positive communication, um, you know, um, amongst the team and, you know, and still, uh, having the, you know, having my team, the, you know, them having the authority to, you know, make these decisions and not, not need to, you know, wait for someone to Mm. approve or say whatever, uh, but still be able to learn from each other and help each other and share has been, has been, you know, it's, it's been amazing. Nice. And then we, you know, this is an audio podcast, but on your presentation, you had like really positive, I guess like testimonials or, or, or screenshots of, of your team sending you, they're really happy working in your team and, and the culture seems really great. So, yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, what I'm really most proud of, uh, you know, in, in the business is, is really like, is really my team. And, you know, I have, I have uh, an amazing group of people, you know, everyone individually, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're not just like smart and motivated and hardworking, but, but it's, it's a culture fit. And, you know, part of the way that we hire is, based off of our core values and, you know, and some of our core values, uh, growth mindset, abundance mindset. And so that's what we have on this team. You know, everyone is like, you know, very encouraging and positive and, and trying to help each other. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll log into Slack and, and, you know, see the, the way that my team is, you know, helping each other and encouraging each other. And it just like, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, as, as a, you know, business owner to, to see the, this, you know, kind of company culture is it's, it's, it's just amazing. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's probably what I'm, you know, most proud of in, in the business and something also that I've, that I've thought of that with this whole idea of company culture, that's amazing is that, you know, now it's something that like it, you know, I'm, I'm not even necessarily, it, it doesn't, you know, necessarily rely on me now. It's like this, this team and these people, like they are the company culture. And so whether I'm there or I'm not there, like, this is something that is, it's like a, it's like a tangible thing. And like, it, it, it persists with me or without me. 
And, and yeah, and you know, it's, it, it's amazing. And like, it's like a lasting you know thing. And, and again, it's something that I'm, uh, extremely committed to preserving because it's, it's really something special. And, you know, I get, I mean, it's, it, it works for the business and the business has been, you know, running much better. Uh, but it works for the team, you know, they're, they're, you know, happy and, and, you know, and motivated and, and it's just like, it's such a, a positive environment. And, and yeah, sometimes I'll, you know, get some, some really nice messages from, you know, from my team of, of, yeah, just, you know, them, them sharing, uh, you know, how they're feeling about, you know, the work and, you know, if they're enjoying it and, and yeah, it's some of the, you know, my, my proudest moments as a, as a business owner or as, you know, as a manager. Um, so yeah, it's been, well, it's been good. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> dude. Congrats so much. It's been it's 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 a lot of work and and you got and you deserve it. So what's what's neat two point or three point what what's what's next or what's what's happening now in the future? Yeah, so um, you know, like we've been talking about the the EU business now is, is yeah is doing uh, really well. Uh, you know, it's it's up to the point almost of where the U.S. business was when we sold it, and the the team more than anything is doing an amazing job. You know, managing it. Um, you know, we're growing, uh, we're back to growing the team, growing more products. And it's, it's at a point now where, uh, where the business can scale and I'm not the one that needs to be, you know, the, the team is really the ones that are, that are scaling it. Um, I've got, you know, great people in place that, that know what they have to do and, and, and know how to run this business. And so, yeah, for, for that business now, I'm, I'm really more just, you know, uh, steering the ship and, and, you know, at the, at the highest level, um, you know, dictating the, the direction. And so, yeah, then aside from that, you know, I'm here, uh, trying to, you know, put myself out there, uh, you know, talk about my experience and, and, uh, the things that I've learned, like I was able to do at your event and, and here now on the podcast and, and yeah, I'm looking to, uh, you know, to put myself out there to, you know, see what kind of connections, uh, you know, could be made, uh, you know, what ways, you know, me or my team or my experiences can, you know, help other people, awesome. uh, looking to get more involved in investing. So, uh, being able to, you know, leverage the team and resources and experience and knowledge that, you know, I've gained to, you know, work with more, uh, you know, amazing entrepreneurs to, you know, help them, you know, we're looking to, you know, expand the team uh, if if people are are looking for opportunities, cool. uh, and and yeah, just kind of you know sharing my story and putting myself out there more to see to see what uh, what you know connections could could be made and, and opportunities we can uncover. Great, we'll link it up on the show notes. What's the best way to be able to find you? Yeah, so uh, you can check out my uh, my website nateginsberg.com. Uh, you know, get in touch. Um, would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have, if there's anything I can help with, if you have any ideas, um, you know, pitch me, we'd we'll love to hear it. <laughs> nice. Uh, if you are interested in, uh, yoga and travel, then, uh, you can follow my Instagram, uh, aside from business. I also love to he practice yoga, yoga <laughs> and, uh, and also, yeah, do, do a fair bit of traveling. And so it's a good way to stay in touch there. And yeah, just, uh, would love to hear from you if any of this stuff, you know, sounds good or sounds interesting. Um, 
big believer. Uh, success is better when shared. Trying to find those one plus one equals three opportunities. Abundance, like let's see what we can do together. Uh, the bigger and better things we can create working together as opposed to you know working against each other. And uh, so yeah, would uh, would love to hear from you. And uh, feel feel free to reach out. Agree, agree. Thanks so much, Nate. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, High thanks five. for having me. Glad yeah. we're able to do this. Definitely enjoy. Well, you're here all out in Asia, but <laughs> all right. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you so much, Nate, for sharing. It's great. I mean, he's so open about some of the issues he went through and things he's learned. So I think that's what's important. If you notice successful people are open. You know, a lot of times we have this natural response where we don't want to share, we don't want to show our vulnerabilities, but I think that's when we actually build relationships and build trust within our teams, within our network, and amazing things can happen. So what did you guys think? Again, show notes, he talked about some amazing programs and and other things. We linked it up on the show notes. As always, we try our best. Globalfromasia.com slash episode 201 for all of that. And again, my plug second time this episode is Cross Border Summit 2018, April 20th and 21st, Friday and Saturday. Actually, talking to some amazing people. Danny McMillan is coming from London. He's going to be running a half day mastermind on Sunday afterwards, the 22nd. And I'm talking to some amazing people in Guangzhou about a tour of factories afterwards. So this is going to be a bigger event, longer event, and even more action-packed. So hope to catch some of you there. If not, it's all good, man. It's all good. Life is short, though. Got to make the best of it. Hope you're taking some action in your business and making things happen. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.